You are listening to an Elam Christian Center podcast. We hope that you are inspired, encouraged, and empowered by the message you are about to hear. How's everybody doing at the 5 p.m.? Good? All right, we're going to have a great night tonight. We've already started, kick-started it well, I think. I think we have. Uh, tonight, I'll, I want to talk to you about the subject of recovering the wonder of Christmas. And today is actually the beginning of at the Advent season. Traditionally, it is the first day of Advent on uh, the first Sunday in December. And so I really felt led to talking about this subject. Uh, but I want to start, though, by uh, saying to you that I find it really, really interesting the way that relationships work. Now, many of you, based on the demographic of this service, Many of you in the room are not married, although there are some married people, I was going to say older, but I left that out, married people in the room who are either married, some of you are engaged and you're going to be getting married very shortly, some of you, who knows, there could be an engagement on the horizon, I don't know, I'm not looking at anybody or pointing to anybody, I'm keeping my eyes down here. Uh, but here's, I want to give you guys some advice or just shed a little bit of light into the future for you. Here's the thing. When you first meet your partner, the sparks fly. The sparks really fly, don't they? I mean, everything they do is wonderful. They can do no wrong. Everything they wear is wonderful. Everything they say is wonderful. They always look at me. Every date is magical. Every everything gives you butterflies. You do your best to impress with flowers and chocolates and cute poems. You make sure you're wearing deodorant. You leave the room when you need to pass gas. I mean, the sparks are really flying. And you never think that you could possibly see each other in any other way. Fast forward a few years. And you find yourself still in love, still in love, but a little more aware of their habits and their sounds and their wind currents. <laughs> Often we stop trying as hard, the flowers and the chocolates and the poems flow a little less frequently. It's like the sparkle just begins to dull a little, like the magic becomes a little less magical. And you know what I've realized is that Christmas, the wonder of Christmas, is a little bit like the magic of relationships. Over time, it just begins to wear a little. Do you remember the feeling of Christmas as a kid? Like the feeling of Christmas when you were a kid was like, Wow, like there was this wide-eyed wonder. Can you remember lying in bed on Christmas Eve? Just, there was no hope of you falling asleep because you were hoping to catch Santa in the act. Like you were way too excited, way too over, like the excitement was just 110 and you could not even uh, go get to sleep. And then, then there was waking in the morning where you would wake at like 4.30 a.m. and then have to wait two hours because mum said you weren't allowed to leave your bed until a grown-up was awake and you're like sitting there and it, for what felt like hours and hours 
same hours waiting for someone to wake up so you could finally get up and you could finally open presents and it could finally be Christmas. Seeing the Christmas through the eyes of a child is pretty special, right? It reminds us of the wonder of it. It reminds us of the excitement of it, the sparkle of it, the magical of it, the twinkling lights and the colors and the music and the feels and the gifts and the wrapping. It's all so wonderful. And, and then as we grow older, the shine of Christmas, it just begins to wear a little, doesn't it? Like we lose the wonder. Instead, we call it the silly season because it's so jolly chaotic because it's stressful, because there's just everything everywhere. Everyone starts uh, becoming crazy people in the supermarket, and the car parks become crazy, and everybody all of a sudden, I don't know what it is about Christmas, but they begin driving like lunatics. Christmas is stressful for families. Financially, it's stressful, and we all know that Christmas isn't Christmas without a family drama at the Christmas dinner table. And my question that I've been challenging myself on and I feel led to challenge each and every one of us on is where did the wonder go? Where did the wonder go? And I'm not really talking about the wonder of the lights and the wrapping and the decorations. I'm talking about the wonder of the real gift of Christmas. I'm talking about the miracle of the birth narrative of Jesus. Where did the wonder go? I worry that in all the busyness and the stress and the productions and the shopping and the decorating and the wrapping, that I have started to miss the magnificence and the significance of what it is really all about. But you know, if we compare the lights and the twinkle and the sights and the sounds of the modern day Christmas to the very first Christmas when Jesus was born, that didn't seem very wonderful either. Like there wasn't really a whole lot of magnific- in the first instance, it wasn't a lot of magnificence. I mean, a donkey was Mary and Joseph's ride into Bethlehem. There isn't no wonder there. They spent hours and hours trying to find a place for them to stay, but there was no room in any inn, so they ended up in a stable. Like, that's, there's nothing magnificent about that. Mary gives birth to Jesus and lays him in a manger, a.k.a. a feeding trough. Like, that doesn't sound very awe-inspiring to me. Surrounded by what? Hay and animals and all the things that come with hay and animals. The ki- it's kind of different to the sights and the sounds of Christmas today. And I want to pick up the, the birth narrative from Luke chapter 2, and we're going to read in verse 8. I'm going to read a bit of a chunk to you now. It should come up on the screen behind me. It's also in your notes if you want to follow along. Uh, and there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, watching, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them. Well, that sounds pretty wonderful, doesn't it? And the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and laying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, in the highest heaven, and on earth peace to those 
on whom his favor rests. When the angel had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all the things they had seen and heard, which were just as they had been told. That word amazed. And they were and all who heard it were amazed. That word amazed used to describe their response is translated as thalmudzo, and it means wonder. It means to marvel, to admire. And I just want at the outset of this Christmas season on the first day of Advent today, I want to say let's recover the wonder the thumadzo, the, the awe, the, the marvel, the admiration of Christmas. The same wonder, the same thumadzo that the shepherds had, the same thumadzo that the people had, the same wonder that Mary had. What if, what if we in this Christmas season could get back to appreciating the gift of Christmas with wide-eyed wonder once more? What if, we, what if we didn't lose the marvel? What if we didn't lose the admiration of what we're celebrating this season? Well, how do we do that? Well, in, in Luke's account of the birth narrative, we see that there is one story being told, but there is two responses. Firstly, we have the shepherds. And the shepherds went away praising and glorifying and spreading the word. And then we have Mary. Mary treasured up all she had seen and heard in her heart, and she nurtured it, the Bible says. She nurtured it in her heart. And I want to suggest to you that in this Christmas season, in order to recover the wonder, to hold on to the wonder of it all, perhaps you and I could respond to the one story with these two responses. Perhaps we could, like the shepherds, have an outward expression, or like Mary, we could have an inward reflection. Let's look at the outward expression. I love this picture that we painted of the response of these shepherds, and I think that if we are going to understand their response, I think we need to fully understand what these shepherds were like in Bethlehem at the birth of Jesus. Because today, if we were to pitch, if I was to say to you, I want you to picture a shepherd, most of us uh, would have the mental image of a little boy in a bathrobe with a tea towel on his head. But if we are going to understand the wonder of the shepherds in that season, then we have to know that the original first century shepherds in Bethlehem were nothing like cute little boys in bathrobes. In fact, shepherds were actually despised in their time. They were transient, they were pretty much homeless as they moved around from place to place to place. And in actual fact, because of their work with sheep, they were actually by law prohibited from entering a synagogue and becoming part of corporate worship. They would not have been invited to a dinner party, let alone a baby shower, let alone the birth of a king. And yet one of the many wonders of Christmas, one of the many marvelous things about the narrative that God, our creator, 
was stringing together was that he would send the birth announcement of his one and only son to this group this group of people that nobody else would give the time of day to. He, he decided that he was going to send the birth announcement of his boy to this group of outcasts, to this group of smelly shepherds who weren't even allowed to enter into the temple. And in one simple act, he highlighted one of the many wonderful things about the gospel, and that is that his gospel is an all-access gospel that this is a message meant for everyone. And when you understand that, you understand the wonder of these shepherds, don't you? You understand it, and I love the shepherds' response. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what they had been told, what had been told about them, told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds had said to them. The verse 20, the shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which was just as they had told it to be. The shepherds were part of God's plan for the announcement of the birth of Christ. Let's talk about announcements for a minute, because announcements these days are very different to announcements in my day. That makes me sound very old that I have a day. But when we got married and when, when, I, when we had babies, announcements were like real different. Like when we got engaged, we picked up the landline and we told our mum and our dad and our three closest friends and that was it. And when we found out we were going to have a baby, we updated our Facebook status to Beck Screen is going to be a mum. And then we found out we were having a boy and we updated our Facebook status for the second time to say Beck Screen is going to be a boy mum. Like that was it. Today, today you've got an announcement and you've got to organise a photographer and a videographer and you've got to have a live engagement. You can't just get engaged. You've got to plan for a photographer and a videographer to film the engagement in order for you to have a video of it that you can... When, and when you have a baby, there's, there's, the, there's the pregnancy announcement, then there's, there's the uh, gender reveal. Yeah. Oh, man, I've seen so many reels about getting those wrong. Yeah. I wouldn't risk it, guys. I would not risk a gender reveal. They go wrong in all sorts of ways. Then you've got to have, then they've got even birth, birth announcements and birth, fo- fo- birth photography, videography. Nuh-uh. Yeah. Sorry, that's where I draw the line. <laughs> I'm so Sorry. Guys, I really feel for you guys. The pressure is on. The pressure is very much on. Just was not like that in our days. But I will give you something, though. I will give you something, millennials and Gen Zers. When you celebrate, you celebrate well. And, And the publicity of the celebration, what it allows to happen is it allows others to go, wow, that's pretty cool. Wow, that's amazing. And that's what the shepherds did. That's what the shepherds did in Luke 2. These shepherds processed their wonder outwardly on Instagram and on TikTok. They told people. They glorified God in their expression. They praised him. And they did it in such a way that others went, wow. Wow. 
caused others to marvel and admire too. So what does that look like for us in this Christmas season? Well, the shepherds simply told the story. They told the story and we can tell the story too. Just got some real practical things. This is a very practical message. Some real practical things. Like perhaps in the conversations that you have, you too could tell the story. Around your dinner table, in the staff room, at your work, uh, when you're out with friends, when you are visiting family, when you are just having dinner or whatever it might be, instead of talking about the stress and the busyness and the chaos of the shopping malls and the presents you still need to buy, how about you shift the conversation and, and you tell the story? You'd be one who tells the story. How about, here's another way, you could highlight the nativity. It's one of those things and where we've seen it slowly become less and less a feature of Christmas. It's less and less seen and visible everywhere, the simple picture of the nativity. But we could highlight it. We could bring it back. We could read it in, with your family. You could send, when you do Christmas cards, do you guys do Christmas cards? Okay, maybe when you do an announcement on Instagram in the form of like a Christmas card, you could switch out the reindeer and pop in a nativity. Maybe you could play worshipful Christmas songs instead of Snoopy's Christmas. I'm sorry for those of you who love Snoopy's Christmas. But maybe you could just play Christmas songs that glorify and praise God instead. Decide on simple ways to recover the wonder of Christmas through telling his story in a way that glorifies him. It's real simple. Number one, outward expression. Number two, there's an inward reflection. Mary carried an inward reflection. Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. Other translations say that Mary kept things, these things in her heart and she thought about them often. She thought about them often. There's, this, there's great power in our own reflection, in our meditation, in our rumination. And One of the great wonders of Christmas is how on earth I get jingle bells out of my head when I've heard it playing in the last store that I went to. Like seriously though, the power of a Christmas song, right? Am I right? It just gets stuck in there. Like it's stuck without me even realizing it. The song that I heard in a store at 9 a.m. is still ringing around in my head when I'm at home at 5 p.m. because that's the power of a Christmas song. It's going around and around and around in my head all day. Why? Because that's how our brains work. Thoughts that we repeat become automatic. And we no longer need to think about thinking about them. We just think about them. And I have realized that if I don't want to forget or lose or miss the real significance, the power and the wonder of Christmas, then I need to put wonder and admiration and the marvel of Christmas on repeat in my mind. I need to, as Mary did, think about it often. I need to wire my brain in such a way that it's not jingle bells on repeat, it's Jesus. And so I make it a habit in this Christmas season to dwell on it. It's so simple. Like I'm not preaching anything amazing tonight. I'm just preaching simple, practical things that could make the world of difference. Dwell on it, think about it. Allow space in your days to meditate on it. Here's some simple practical things you could do. You could set aside time daily 
In the morning when you first get up, let it be the first thing you think about. Before you open up your phone for social media and check your be real, instead, start with the Lord. Perhaps in your devotion time, you could maybe spend the next three weeks reading through the birth narrative found in Matthew and Luke. Maybe you could even spend some time looking through scripture and finding some of the prophecies that were fulfilled by the birth of Jesus. Steve, my husband, has this really interesting habit. He told really mean stories about me this morning, so I'm going to tell some stories about him. Steve has this really interesting habit. When we sit down to watch TV at night, we have something on uh, the main TV, but Stevie likes to keep his options open for television watching. And uh, so we might have something on the, the uh, TV, so let's just say it's a Christmas movie, Christian one, of course. Uh, and we might, um, so we're, we're watching something on the TV as a, as a couple or as a family, but, but there's also sports on, so... So he's got his laptop open also to sport because the sport's on, so the, the TV's on and the sport's on, but there's not just ever one sport on, never ever is there one sport on. There's multiple sports on, so the iPad's also open, so the TV's on and the sports one and sports two, but, you know, that's not enough to keep you from getting distracted by reels on your phone. <laughs> so he's also scrolling through reels on his phone and there comes a time where there are just so many voices and so many messages and so many things distracting me from the very thing I started watching in the first place that sometimes I actually have to get up, take my own iPad and leave the room and watch it in another room to eliminate all of the distractions that are stopping me from watching the thing that I wanted to watch in the first place. Here's the thing. If we are going to really connect with the wonder of Christmas and not miss it, it might mean that we need to eliminate some of the noise that is so often distracting us. If I am going to focus on what, need, what should be central then I must be willing to lay aside the peripheral so that it isn't stealing focus from the main thing. What could it mean for us in this season? What could that mean for us? It could mean leaving your phone in another room when you have that quiet time in the morning. Here's another idea. In this Advent season, this is something we usually do leading into Easter maybe, but how about this Advent season... One idea is that you could do a media fast. Ooh. For Advent, in the lead up, make time. Make room by fasting social media. Eliminate what detracts and distracts. Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. We can have an outward expression like the shepherds did, but we must not neglect also the inward reflection of treasuring up the things and thoughts of God. I've actually made a list, and I popped it in the app, so if you've got the app, you can have that list for yourself. I'll read through them. This is just like my, this is just a list. There could be more that you want to add to the list, but I popped it in there. It's just ideas of how you can bring back the wonder, how you can refocus, how you can get back Christ as the centrality of Christmas. We can set aside time to read the Christmas story. You can set up a nativity scene in your home. You can plan 
giving in some way, planning a giving project. Uh, we've got one, it's called the Christmas box. Uh, just as a reminder, it's not about giving, it's about not about receiving, it's about giving. You could go to church services that reflect um, on Christmas. There's a really great church called Elam. They do some great services and productions. You could play Christ-centered Christmas songs. You could have a family devotion on some of the special days. You could send Christmas cards that convey the true message of Christmas. You could pray together on Christmas morning. Some of these things seem so simple, and yet many times we just don't do them. We don't think about them. You could watch a Christ-centered Christmas movie. You could do a media fast. You could research prophecies fulfilled by the birth of Jesus. There are so many different things that you could do. But what would it be like this Christmas if we decided, I'm going to recover the wonder? I'm going to recover the wonder. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what, the, what had been told to them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds had said to them. Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen which were just as they had been told. One story, two responses. Let's recover the wonder of Christmas in our lives this year. Let me pray. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. God, we just, we want to say thank you, Lord, for this opportunity in this season as we lead into celebrating your birth, your arrival, when you came as Emmanuel, God with us, when you took, left your divinity and took upon our humanity and you came to be with us, oh God, we just thank you for this season that we get to reflect on that. And Lord, as we step into that this month, oh God, I just pray, Lord, that you would remind us of the wonder of it all. Lord, would you speak to us now maybe about something significant that really connects with our heart, Lord God, that would give us a, a sense of admiration, a sense of awe, a sense of inspiration once more. Lord, we don't want to lose the wonder. We don't want to lose the wonder. And so I pray, Holy Spirit, would you speak to us now? Lord, I pray that Lord, you would help give us courage to tell your story this Christmas season. Perhaps to people who have never heard it before, maybe in our work circles, in our friendship circles, Lord, would you give us courage to be able to share your story, that we would share it in such a way that others would marvel too. And Lord, I pray that you would, Lord, just... Help us to create moments and spaces where we can just reflect, where we can think upon you often in such a way that our thoughts and our hearts are directed towards you in this Christmas season. I want to just, with your heads bowed and eyes closed, I want to just pray one more prayer uh, with you tonight. You know, if you are here today and you don't know Jesus, and maybe today your life is far from God. Perhaps you have even been coming to church for a while or maybe Christmas is kind of the season where you think, start thinking about these things and you realize today that you don't know God. I want to invite 
you in just a few moments, I want to invite you to join me in praying a very simple prayer. The truth is that God loves you and he made you. And what we are about to celebrate in the Christmas season is you are the very reason that he came. He has a great plan for your life. We all sin, we all mess up. And that sin, it separates us from God, but God in his grace. He sent his only son, Jesus, not just to live a life on this earth, but also to die a sinner's death on a cross. And when he died, he took upon himself what you and I would do for our sin. And he extends to each one of us today his grace and his mercy, forgiveness from your past, new life right now, a hope for your future and an eternity with him in heaven. And if you are here today and you're saying, Bex, I do not know God, or once I did, but I am far from him, then I want to invite you right now to join me in praying this prayer. I'm going to pray it out loud, but you can pray it in your heart, but make it your own prayer. Say these words, God, today. I surrender my life to you. I know I have sinned, but I believe, Jesus, you died for me. I turn from my old life, and I turn to you now. Come in, be the Lord of my life. If you prayed that prayer, I'd love to be able to acknowledge you. I'd love to be able to celebrate with you. love to be able to pray for you especially. And so all I'm going to do is I'm going to count to three, and then I'm going to ask on on three, all you need to do is just shoot your hand up nice and high. I'll see it. I'll acknowledge it. You can put it straight back down. I will not stand you up. I will not ask you to come to the front. All I want to do is be able to see you, acknowledge you, and then I'm going to pray for you. Are you ready? On the count of three, one, two, three. Three, you can lift your hand up nice and high now. Yes, yes, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Anybody else, thank you. You're saying, Bex, can you count me in? Prayed that prayer. Maybe it wasn't, yeah, yeah, in the TED setting. Thank you. Anybody else? Saying, can you include me in that prayer? I prayed it. Maybe it wasn't the first time. Awesome. Yeah, amazing. I got you. Awesome. Thank you, Lord. Lord, I thank you for every person who prayed that prayer. God, I thank you that you love them. You've called them by name. You've chosen them. You're giving them a new life and a fresh start with you today. Lord, I pray your blessing and favor would be upon them, Lord Jesus. We thank you, Lord. We glorify you right now, and we praise you with all of heaven. In Jesus' mighty name. Come on, church. Would you give God your praise today? Isn't he good? Thank you. Thank you for listening to this Elam Christian Center podcast. Please subscribe to keep hearing more life-changing messages. For more information about our church, please visit www.elamchristiancenter.org.nz.